This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts of Beer, we're discussing what games you playing. Hello and welcome to a pixelated mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I have inserted one credit and I get to play as Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And this week, hot off the heels of last week's episode where we discussed Evangelion 2.22 colon, you can, parentheses, not, and parentheses, advance. This week, we're just fucking not doing anything even remotely related to that, and we're going to talk about the Vinci games we're playing. Well, a lot of the video games I've been playing are from Japan, and Ava is also from Japan and takes place in Japan, and there's a lot of Ava video games. Most of them are dating simulators. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I bet they are. Oh, no. They advertise those to me on Steam all the time, and it's weird. Girlfriend of Steel. Oh, God. Or just random Tetris game with anime naked ladies. And it's like, look, Steam, I appreciate the effort, but I can see nudity whenever I want no. using this exact same device. <laughs> you don't gotta help me out on this one, friend. Dude, uh, hot tip, you can see nudity on almost any device. <laughs> it's true. Siri, Steam didn't hey, want hey Siri, hey Siri, hey Alexa, show me nudity. Hey, let's see if let's see if Siri will do that. Oh I boy, mean, I'm, oh not boy. on your puritanical Apple bullshit. Yeah. Hey Siri. Hmm. Hey Siri, show me boobs. I don't understand. Ah. Hey Siri, hey Siri, show me boobs. <laughs> but I can search the web for it. <laughs> yes, please, please search the web for it. She went away! <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't get paid enough for this. Oh, no! That's not how it works. Oh, well. Siri's not going to lead me to our Gone Wild couples, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, we're going to be discussing uh, the Vigi games we've been playing. I don't know if you've heard, but we're still in the midst of a deadly pandemic. And that means there's a lot of indoor time. Yeah, yeah, that... That's that's why I'm indoors a lot. Yeah, yeah. the pandemic. Uh-huh. That's why I'm playing all these games. Right? Because normally I'm like doing sports all the time. Like, oh, yeah. oh man. Like, Shooting hoop. Ooh, uh, hey. s- skating ice hockey. Yeah. Speaking as someone who does go shoot hoop at least <laughs> maybe once every couple weeks when I can... It's fun. You should try. Oh yeah? You're more than welcome to come join me when I go shoot hoop. Fancy. I will shoot exactly one hoop. That's all you need. All right. I mean, that's probably all you're going to get the license for. Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. very expensive. Yeah. You can't be just culling hoop all over the place. <laughs> Man, it's too many hoop. Yeah, you got to so leave some out there to breed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Also, this will be the last episode that comes out. Ooh, actually, by the time this comes out, NBA preseason basketball should be in full swing. You guys, I'm going to be talking about the Bulls a lot in the coming months. I want you to know that. You're going to get to hear a lot about DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Vooch. And these are, these are sports. Yeah. No, it's assuming they're as good as they're pretending they currently could be. Uh, they are going to be better than most experts say they are going to be. That's 
What they're saying. Well, here's what I say. All the experts right now are currently like, well, I don't understand how the Bulls are going to fit together with all these pieces. They're not going to be able to play defense. None of these guys play defense. Well, guess what? The team has actually improved the number of defensive players they had from last season when they were the number 10 defense in the league. They were actually a pretty good defensive team. So guess what? Nick Ferdell of ESPN, you can eat my shit. I want you to get down on your hands and knees (laughs) while I take a big, steamy, wet shit right in your goddamn mouth. That guy sucks. He hasn't covered the Bulls in years, and ESPN does not have anybody who covers the Bulls because they have an East and West Coast bias, and they do not cover anyone else in flyover country. So ESPN, get down on your hands and knees, and you can eat me my hot liquid shit. Anyways, uh, that's my rant against... So you're ESPN. saying you're saying the Bulls have defense. Do they have offense? They have more than enough offense, yes. Alright, do they have a belly itcher, though? Uh, no, because that's a baseball term. Well, I was going to say. Hey, Patrick, what video games have you been playing lately? <laughs> uh, you know, I just recently completed a game called Void Bastards. Whereupon oh, wow, you... spicy language coming out the gate here. <laughs> yeah, wow, no, yeah no. why don't you stick to just telling ESPN to eat your hot liquid shit? <laughs> Keep it classy, Patrick. Void Bastards TM. <laughs> wherein a prison ship... In space, full of freeze-dried prisoners who've been freeze-dried and put into packets, like one would, are, uh, the ship breaks down and all of the crew has died, so the prisoners have to be rehydrated and sent on a mission to fix the ship. And you go across space, getting parts and stuff so you can build a new computer, and shooting aliens. Ooh! Tons of weapons... Kind of a little repetitive on the ship design, but lots of things to blow up, lots of things to kill. What kind of game is it? It's technically a first-person shooter. Oh, okay. I mean, supposedly it's a tactical first-person shooter, but they give you so much ammo, it's not a problem. Nice. Yeah. I like that. My tactic is aim for head, pull trigger on head. That's head. the way to do it. But my, my tactic is run into room, throw all grenades immediately. You could get a cluster fluck. What's that? Oh, buddy, language. Fluck, Jeez. John. Fluck. We're going to have to put E for explicit content on this podcast. It's whereupon you get a grenade launcher that m- shoots a string of grenades instead of just one grenade. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, You're no, talking my language rad. right now. Yeah. You can get a little robot kitty cat that'll run around and all of the bad guys will attack it. And then when it dies, it shoots off a string of grenades. Ooh. And what is this on? That What can I play it on? It is definitely on PC. I don't know about other things. Mm, can I play it with a controller? Or do I have to use fucking that... You know, you probably WASD should... bullshit. You should be able to probably use it on a com- controller with Steam. Okay. Yeah, they got controller support for most things. Anyway, it's uh, drawn almost like entirely like a comic book. It's all very silly and bright and kind of a joy. No. Oh, right, very nice. Yeah. I like it. Dick. John, what video games you've been playing? Ah, well, I mean, I could have done without all the spicy talk that we just had going on with your bad boy words. I have been, I Stardew Valley. Here it comes. No, no, I. John's so, playing Among Us by himself. <laughs> so here's the thing about I tried to play Stardew Valley, uh, and like every game of that kind, where it's like a loop, where like every day you're supposed to tend to something to get better, so that you can be better at tending to something. I ended up accidentally playing it like a depression simulator where I would wake up, I wouldn't have any of the tools that I had that, to make the things that I wanted to happen happen, 
and I would just go back to bed, <laughs> repeat until hopefully something happens, nothing happens, and I just die alone. John, <laughs> there's a game for you. Oh no. It's called The Stillness in the Wind. Oh, I don't like this. In this game, it's exactly what you did, oh, except no. you're a grandma and the world is ending. Oh no. <laughs> so like one day you can't make any more goat cheese because the goats have died and oh. there's no grass anymore. And so you as a little old lady wander around and fall face down in the dirt. <laughs> Takes about like two, three hours. It's yeah. technically a meditation on death, but it's how you play Stardew Valley. Nice. Meanwhile, my wife plays Stardew Valley and she's like, Yeah, I got like eight farms going. I've <laughs> married everyone in the town. <laughs> well, your your wife is a polygamist in the game? Look, I don't question it. No, no fair enough. I mean, she's the biggest landowner. True. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> that means you get the most wives. That's right. <laughs> Always has. That's yeah. what we call the Warren Jeffs doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I've been playing a couple different things. I, I just finished playing Castlevania Bloodlines on the Castlevania Collection uh, as part of my ongoing quest to play all Castlevanias. Uh, I have previously played one, two, Simon's Quest, three, Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania Four, and uh, just recently finished Bloodlines. I'm skipping the Game Boy ones because that's just never been like my style of games. Sure. Uh, I'm probably going to try to track down Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. And then maybe like segue into some of the Game Boy Advance games that are supposed to be good. But I don't know. Because I'm also in the pretty deep into a playthrough of Final Fantasy XIII, which I have been enjoying a lot. It's a lot better than people give it credit for. So here's the thing. Critical consensus on it pegs it at around like a like a 7.58, which in like gamer vocabulary is like, oh man, don't even bother with that stupid poopy shit bullshit. It's not a 9 or a 10. I'm a smart boy consumer. I only play 9s and 10s. I want more content of above average quality, please. But like... Nah, dude, it's still a great game. Yeah. It's, it's still a lot of fun. It's so much fun. I love the battle system in it. The paradigm system is so cool that you can like have your team out there and each person has like multiple roles that you can switch uh, during each battle and you can switch how what who's doing what roles. So you can have like one where there's four people with melee weapons and then or you know, three people with melee weapons, and then two magics and one melee and then one saboteur and one sentinel. Yeah. I will say I understand people who maybe have played it and bounced off of it because it does not start very strong. Uh, both mechanically, you get very, very few mechanics until you like dig into the game and they unlock over time. But also like plot-wise, the big criticism is like, you can't understand the story. I dare you to understand what's going on. And it's like, the point is, you pick everything up through context clues. Like, you hear about the Falci and the Lassie and the Crystals and Pulse and Cocoon. You're not necessarily supposed to know exactly what those are, but you're like, oh, that is being talked about like it's a bad thing. That's being talked about like it's a good thing. And you slowly start to tease out what those things specifically are and do and what they mean. The problem that I have is that as soon as you have a grasp on all of that stuff, you enter a section of the plot where the characters also now don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it goes from like 
the characters are ahead of you in knowledge, and then you catch up to where they are, and they also now don't know anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm having a blast with it so far. Uh, I think also it has a problem of, like, you're supposed to watch the characters grow and mature personality-wise throughout the game as well, right. so they all start shitty. And yes. grow right. into, yeah. like, more, like, again... Like Evangelion, they start in bad places and get better, but I can totally understand, like, we have finite time on this planet. If you're not having fun, you can tap out, but it is better than its reputation that precedes it. Absolutely. It is very good. It also has a guy with two fucking handguns and a bird that lives in his hair. Hell yeah. It's a baby chocobo. <laughs> what irritates me is that, like, online, it's like anytime someone's writing about that game, they're like, oh, Staz, Saz, he's a deadbeat dad, fucking deadbeat dad of the year. And it's like, no, he's a really good dad who cares a lot about his son who has been turned into a crystal yeah. because of things out of his control. <laughs> yeah. He's an incredibly good dad. He, everything he does in this game is to stop his son from being a crystal. Yeah. Lightning is fine, but Staz is for the children. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, I am also about halfway through Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne Remaster for the Switch, which is post-apocalyptic Tokyo, a like uh, a demon apocalypse has happened, which has wiped out most life on the planet, except for people whose wills are strong enough to try to like reincarnate the world into a vision of their choosing. Uh, and you play as the demi fiend, half demi, half fiend, all, all cop. cop. <laughs> uh, but you are just like a normal high school student who, after the apocalypse, Satan thinks that it would be a fun goof to put a like evil bug inside of your body that makes you half demon, just to like see what'll happen. You know, sure, he's yeah. just a scamp. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm having uh, and just uh, it's it uh, it's a lot of fun. I love the characters. I love the atmosphere. I love the story of the game. But I'm starting to hit a point that I have hit in every Shin Megami Tensei game where I'm just like I'm kind of done with the mechanics and I just want to see the rest of the story. Yeah. Thankfully, in the re-release as well as like a lot of the modern Shin Megami Tensei games, you can download, you can pay for a piece of DLC for like two bucks where it puts you in a dungeon where there's a bunch of easy enemies and they drop things that give you like a billion fucking experience points. So at some point in the next couple of days, I'm going to pay the $2, I'm going to max out all my fucking levels, and I'm just going to burn through the back half of the story. Nice. nice. I like it. Uh, Mark, talk about the games you've been playing. Uh, so uh, lately, uh, I obviously I, I, I have a very long commute. When I go to work, it's about an hour and a half to two hours every day. Uh, w- one way, so like I spend anywhere from three to four hours a day commuting, and it, it's uphill. Yeah, yes, all in the way. Snow. always all in the, the snow, sun yeah, right yeah. in his eyes, yeah. bare feet. Uh, yeah, yeah s- sweltering humidity in the snow, being consistently uh, bitten by snakes. Yes, the entire time. Well, and here, here's a very Chicago problem of like it's snowing, it's cold outside. I will dress for being cold outside. I will enter one public building. The thermostat is set to seventy five degrees. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so I get to be real hot and sweaty, and then go back out into the cold. Yeah. Yep. And then you put that jacket on over your sweaty self. And it just insulates your sweaty self, yep. yeah. and now you're hot when it's negative ten. Yep. yep. 
Good and stuff. Sweaty. Don't like it. Uh, so I do play a lot on my phone lately. Uh, I have been playing. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I have been playing a game called uh, Toon Blast, which is just a basic like, hey, there's four blocks that are the same color. You make them go away. Hey, look, there's more blocks. You <laughs> turn them into fucking rockets. It's a real stupid matching game. Uh, but mostly I play Lemmings. Um, the old, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's like an updated, like, iOS version of Lemmings where it's just like a little puzzle game. And you uh, make your Lemmings go in and they can build little things and dig and uh, float on umbrellas and shoot rockets and stuff. It's fun. Right. It's silly. So I play that a lot when I'm on my uh, trip to and from work uh, at home. Uh, right now I am smack dab uh, towards the very, very end of Final Fantasy X. Uh, uh, the uh, PS2 remaster. Yeah, keen listeners may have picked up on the fact that he is playing Final Fantasy X in the last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's still a very good game. Good. I, I had the game when it came out on PS2 and played it. Uh, never beat it. I got Clo- what I thought was close to the end, but it turns out is not close to the end. I cannot fucking wait for you to hear the battle music for the final boss fight. It is not what you're expecting. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a- nah, nah. Uh, it's probably going to be similar to how in, in Evangelion 2.22, repeating, they're like the two like last fights... Are scored to the like children's choirs, children's choirs ever. Oh man! Nope. Also wrong. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna see it coming, and it's great. Right. It's a song you've already heard before in the game. Mm. Now I think I know exactly what it is. It's real fucking dumb, and I love it. I can't I wait. I love it so much. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun game uh, with a, you know really good level up system. Pretty easy battle system I like that you can switch the characters in and out, and so you can have access to all your characters in every battle. Fucking every game needs to have that kind of mechanic. Yes. If you have multiple, or you allow me to split up the parties to do like multiple things in a dungeon, but like I hate it when I'm like halfway through a dungeon and I'm like, shit, I really should have brought my like white mage with me, and yeah. I didn't because yeah. I wasn't, or like, oh, it turns out everyone's weak to fire, but I don't have any black magic. Shit. Yeah, like, I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Let me have all my characters, fool. Yeah, what I did was I ended up finding a bunch of friend spheres, and I took Yuna, who is like the white mage of the game, uh, who can like summon like these big giant Aeon monsters. And I also just taught her all of uh, Lulu's black magic spells too, because Yuna has the most magic in the game. Yeah, and yeah. so like giving her the very destructive black magic spells yeah. just fucks shit up, and it's awesome. Nice. Uh, it's really rad. It's a f- so much fun. I'm very close to the end. I'm very excited. I'm about to walk into the second to l- third to last boss battle. Nice. Uh, where I am right now. Uh, and then also uh, Assassin's Creed 3 I've been playing a little bit. Because sometimes I just want to run around and stab people. Which one's 3? Three? Three's the one in Colonial it's America. America. Okay. Yeah, it's got about 10 hours of fucking bullshit <laughs> uh, like pre-game like instructional game that, where you play as like the main character's dad so that's not the problem that I had with it because that stuff I actually found pretty fun because you're like fucking up bases and you're doing assassinations what I hate is after that 10 hours you start back at the beginning of the tutorial with a new character who can't do anything 
and you gotta build it up again. Oof. Yes, that is a that is a huge bummer. Um, the game is not <laughs> as good as uh, Assassin's Creed Two, which to me is I think the high point. Uh, that I've played so far. I haven't played any of the Man, newer, newer ones. Brotherhood is real fucking good. Brotherhood's very good. Um, I, uh, Black Flag is very good too. Assassin's Creed Three is the one that introduces pirate footage, like pirate game pirate mode, ships. where you get like a ship and you can just like fucking shoot that two balls with the chain on it and just rip off masts and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can like go to like island fortresses and steal their treasure as every now and then I just want to go stab a bunch of guys and steal their treasure well that's what I really liked about Assassin's Creed Rogue which was it takes place concurrently to Assassin's Creed 3 but you're playing as like a guy who used to be an assassin and now he's like oh the assassins are fucked up I'm gonna be a Templar now but it skips all the tutorial stuff it is just like you can go to Boston, you can go to Massachusetts, you can go to all the like cities right off the bat, and you immediately get a ship, and you immediately sail out and do pirate shit. Hell it's, yeah. It's real fucking good. And it's short, too. It's like maybe 20 to 30 hours. Ooh, not bad. I like it. Not very nice. Oh, please make shorter games. <laughs> make right. shorter games. Tell a concise story. Because, like, that's the thing, is, like, uh, again, the very smart uh, pro-consumer gamer who's like, uh, I paid $60, I should get at least a 1,000 hours out of it. And it's like, but okay, 900 of those hours are going to be boring bullshit. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more fun to not have to do the boring bullshit? It would be great if every Final Fantasy game could just tell you, hey, man, look, you're going to have to sit in this area for a while and just beat up wolves for, like, an hour or two every day to level yourself up. Because yeah. what's coming, if you just walked through the game, you're not going to be able to do it. And it would be great if they would just either tell you that you're going to have to do that or just level you up a little easier. <laughs> just a little bit faster. So, so you just... No, yeah. It's the second one because the grind is fucking pointless. Yeah. Like there's well, no reason for it. And it's especially great because playing Final Fantasy X is it's one of the few Final Fantasies where you don't have to do that shit. You can burn through that you game. almost can't grind. You know there are I mean? very few places where you can really, like, hunker down and, like... Yeah. Which is what I actually really Until, like, like towards about... the very end of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I really like about Final Fantasy Thirteen at this point, is, like, everyone was pissy that it was linear, but it's like, eh, I don't care. I yeah. don't have to, like, slow down... You know what I mean? Like, I can just keep doing new shit. Also, not every game has to be open world. Who are these people who are like, man, where was the grind in this game? Again, it's these people who are like, big air quotes, pro-consumer gamers who are just like, the devs are just lazy. They're just recycling content to pad out the length. Okay, cool. Here's a shorter game. I don't play short games. I'm very smart with my money. (laughs) And this is like, well, then fucking get off the internet, dude. Right. You are causing active harm to the enjoyment of the thing you care about. Complain about They're things. like Star Wars fans. Yeah, complain about things that matter. Like every game, like forcing you to use real money to advance in games. Yeah. 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 I mean, I say that, but I'm just like, I can't wait to pay $3 to get all the XP to finish my game. <laughs> but look, that's a one-time $3 thing. That's yeah. true. I do hate that every game is a subscription now. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you, like, play, like, a Madden or, like, an NBA, like, 2K now, like, if you want any of your characters to, like, truly advance, you can only do it by spending obscene amounts of money to buy the fucking... Oh. 
you know, points to make make your characters better at shooting threes or whatever. Yeah, but don't they get Spike Lee to direct the fucking campaigns now? Yeah, that was like 2K15 or 16, I think. Yeah. How'd that turn out? I had never played it. The, the last 2K I played was 2K11, the first one with Michael Jordan. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Boy, howdy, I tell you, working at GameStop, whenever the sports games would come out, having to fucking hear everyone... Oh man, the fucking NBA this is shit. The 2K games are so much better than the other... And it's like, why? What's the difference? Oh, they just play better. <laughs> like, what? Please explain to me the difference. Uh, so the two main NBA franchises, the NBA 2K and uh, NBA Live. Live. Uh, Live doesn't play as quickly um, or as smoothly as 2K. 2K is a much faster, slightly more arcadey game, or at least it was. But lately, now that they've defeated Live and it doesn't get to exist anymore, they've just turned it into a fucking boring sim now. Well, and that's the thing. Like That's the thing that I would watch in real time happen every year with those sports franchises is Live would start doing stuff that 2K was doing and 2K would do stuff that Live is doing and it's just like, all right, it's just going to be the mono game. Yeah. Yeah. Live just generally had better graphics and played better. That's pretty much the big difference. Which one lets me play as an orc? Mm, I mean, 2K has the My Player mode where you can create your own character and name them orc. Nah, I won't play as an orc. Yeah, well... Officially sanctioned by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Mutant League football maybe? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the orcs. I don't know. I ain't played a fucking sports game since they stopped letting you be Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, that's NBA fair. Jam was a great game. It Birds really was. Uh, so it's shoes. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna do it for this mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bradley. I will not press continue. I am Jonathan Rooney Taylor, and this Turn. episode is over. Nine, eight. Oh no, Reed's gonna get chopped up by that six, buzzsaw. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. I just hit the. The button a bunch of yeah, times so no button. one could put right. corners yeah, in. Well, nerds. that other guy walked away. Yeah, True. Fuck, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from, and leave us a rating and review. You can find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast, or email us at Body Counts and Beer at gmail.com.